Welcome to the Enjoy More 30s Family Finance Podcast, the only podcast dedicated to making life more enjoyable for young families by hitting on the financial topics that tend to weigh on us, stress us out, and distract our focus from simply enjoying life. Hello, hello, and welcome once again to the Enjoy More 30s Family Finance Podcast. Every week I'm here talking to you about money so you can take some degree of steps forward gain confidence, and therefore remove that financial anxiety that seems to just sit over so many of our heads so you can focus solely on making your life more enjoyable. Now, this series, we've focused on the kids, your kids to be specific, and that's why we've called it our Your Kids Money Mindset series, and we're going to continue going through that with you today. So one of the things that we come across a lot is people taking out life insurance policies on their kids And it's something that, in my opinion, is almost always not something I would recommend doing. Although that practice is definitely not uncommon. Now, as always, if you like what you're hearing today or any day, please make sure to subscribe or follow us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Clicking that star, leaving that review, it really, really helps us reach the quite literally millions of other young American families out there just like you. Now, last week, we discussed all things gifting because... Hey, we all love gifting to our kids. I certainly do, and I'm guessing you guys give a lot to your kids as well. That included specifically how much you can gift, what happens if you go over that limit, but what I hope you focused on the most were the really interesting ways to consider gifting, consider making those gifts, consider giving that money to kids. So if you haven't done that yet, I would definitely recommend to check that out soon. Now for today, our episode is titled, Your Kids Almost Certainly Doesn't Need Savings Through Life Insurance. So it's a little bit of a long title. So let's break it down really slowly. Your kid almost certainly doesn't need savings through a life insurance policy. Where we're going to cover what have often become known as, maybe you've heard of the Gerber policies, and dig into why, again, in my opinion, you don't want to be saving for your young children through life insurance. The goal for today's episode is to better understand how these policies work so you can make an informed decision on if this actually makes sense for you. So that's the goal for today that I want you guys to be walking away with. Now, many of you guys out there may be familiar with these policies. They advertise on TV a lot, and your parents may have even taken one out for you. They probably told you about it one day and kind of proudly handed over the policy to you that had some degree of value built up in it. And it was a life insurance policy, yes, but it also had some savings. So like, how fantastic. It felt like found money. Well, maybe not so fast. So here's another one of those things, like if you remember in 5.1, the first episode of this series where we talked about savings bonds, where those kind of those classic steps that a lot of people took to save for their children. And even though it is something that has been done before that might be familiar, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's the best approach today the approach that you want to be taking with your kids. And really, just like the savings bonds, it comes down to a matter of opportunity cost. What opportunity are you potentially giving up that that same money that you're using to save could also be used for instead? So if you remember the same example, if you have a farmer and he can either plant corn or wheat, he chooses corn, corn, he grows it, he sells it, he makes some money off of it, but wheat is really the money crop that year. Yeah, he made money, but he left some money on the table as well because wheat was much more profitable for that year. So the key part here 
that we're trying to accomplish, the key part that we're focusing on is saving for your kid. Now, most people use these policies for those savings. If they didn't come to you and say, hey, you could build up savings that could be used for college or that you can give your kid down the road, I'm guessing you really wouldn't be as interested in it, right? Because if they just said, hey, buy some life insurance for your kid and, you know, if your kid dies, you'll get some money. You know, I don't know about you, but ensuring I get some money if my kid passes away isn't exactly on the top of my things to think about list. Let's just say that. As you may have heard me talk about before, the rule of thumb when it comes to insurance is to try to cover the catastrophic. So if you die and lose the income you were going to earn over the next 30 years as a young person in a family, that's a big, big problem. I mean, that might be millions worth of dollars of earnings that were supposed to come to you, that would have come to you, that are now not going to come. So that's a big deal. That's the catastrophic. Or when it comes to your home, while you have homeowner's insurance, if you have a broken window or you have a garage door that breaks, you could probably figure out how to fix that or pay someone else to fix that. If your house burns down to the ground, not so much. Again, the catastrophic. Your baby doesn't earn any money. And when they do, down the road 20 years from now, it's going to be for them to live on, not for you anyway, obviously. So let's really just focus on that savings component then, because that's probably why you would be considering buying one of these life insurance policies as the, the, the biggest part of why you would consider it. Now, if we're doing this predominantly to save, we want those savings to really work, really grow for us, right? When tied to a whole life insurance policy, so that's W-H-O-L-E, whole life policy, which is what the Gerber policies are, a lot of other policies out there, they work very similarly in their whole life policies. Your growth is through a fixed rate that is not tied you know, to the stock market or anything like that. And it has the fees of all the insurance coverage that's built into it. So you're mixing two things together. You're mixing together savings and insurance. And the result, again, in my opinion, is it's not going to work as well as it could for you. So your policy will likely have no built-up savings value for the first few years, as those insurance costs that you've mixed together with the savings are going to eat into most everything that you're going to be giving to them. And reading around on the the Gerber policy specifically, as they tend to be kind of the most well-known person or company that out there that does this kind of thing, I came across a line of somebody that was looking at it saying, the grow-up plan's cash value grows at a guaranteed rate over time, so that after 25 years, it should equal or be greater than the amount you've paid in premiums. So after 25 years, it should be equal or greater than the amount you put in. Could be less, but it should be equal or greater. So let's just say that at roughly $200 a year for a one-year-old, let's say, which could vary a bit based on state and gender, uh, depending on the company, that would be you put out $5,000 after 25 years. Let's assume that you got back what you put in. So after 25 years, it's worth 5000 That doesn't sound like a great deal, at least to me. If you instead took that same, say, $200 a year and invested it for 25 years at, let's say you got 8%, you come out with over $14,000. So you can see the difference in potential pretty easily there. And as long as you're using a diversified allocation fund, you're spreading the funds out well in that long-term process. In addition, you also get control of where these funds go if you save it separately. So a tax-free 529 plan for college, maybe, 
a flexible joint account that you can earmark for them. With these life insurance policies, the child generally becomes the owner at age 21. So you lose that control of whatever funds built up in the policy. Again, a common theme. Do you want them to have access at 21? As I kind of talked about when we, we went through different options for where you could put money away for your kids, I at least would not trust my 21-year-old self. The only time life insurance could be appropriate for a child, in my opinion, is not for the savings, but if there is a question of future insurable qualification from a health perspective. If there's some reason to believe that this may be the case, whether through family history or, you know, some other reasoning, and you don't think that they could perhaps get coverage when they are older with the family and actually need it, then insurance in general could make sense, but you would want to kind of evaluate all your options, and a whole life policy still may not be the the best fit when you have things like convertible term or universal life out there. Those could also be considered potentially better options depending on your specific situation. So kind of to round this off here and try to end here on a somewhat positive note, remember the goal of today's episode. What are you trying to accomplish through the life insurance policy for your child? If it's savings, if that's the biggest reason why you're putting money away into this policy, then putting the funds in a place where they have much more opportunity to grow could likely get you closer to those great life goals that you're setting out for your children now. So thanks for tuning in today. As always, join us for next week's episode called Give Them Education or Retirement, where we're going to cover that you don't necessarily have to save for your kids for college, or even if you want to, to some degree, you can also save for the retirement either instead or conjunction. And that may seem really crazy, and you've probably never heard of that before, but it could make all the sense in the world when you break it down and you look at the numbers. Overall, if you're able to implement what we talked about today or any day, then that's great. You have less to worry about than before. That's the focus. Get that anxiety out of there. Give yourself more confidence. Go out and focus more on enjoying life. If you are wanting help with these things, though, or you have questions you need help in clarifying, check out the Ask Joe section on the show's website, www.enjoymore30s.com. That's enjoymore30s.com. Until next week, thanks for joining me today, and I look forward to connecting with you again soon. The conversations on this show are Joe's opinions and provided for general information purposes only. They do not constitute accounting, legal, tax, or other professional advice for your specific situation. You should always seek appropriate advice from a financial advisor, accountant, lawyer, or other professional before acting upon any content or information found here first. Joe is affiliated with New Horizons Wealth Management, LLC, a branch office of TFS Securities, Inc., and TFS Advisory Services, an SEC-registered investment advisor, member FINRA SIPC.